You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. Welcome, welcome back to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we want to say thank you so much for tuning into this brand new episode. We are so excited that you are joining us today, that you are listening. It's the start of a brand new week, and we're excited uh, to have you in on this conversation. We want to take this moment to remind you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified whenever we drop a new episode. And don't forget to leave us that rating to leave us that review. This helps put our podcast in front of more and more listeners. Yeah, so we're just going to jump right into it. And today we're super excited because we have a special guest that is joining us. And we know that you guys will be blessed by our conversation. So we want to welcome to the God Life Culture podcast, Shante Atkins. Shante, please say hello to our listeners. Hey, 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 everybody. I hope you all are well. I'm so glad to be on this podcast today. Woof. So, and thank you for taking your time to be with us. You know, as always, whenever we have the special guest on, we always like to ask them a specific opening question that gives our listeners an opportunity to get a sense of who they are if they're not familiar with them. So, Shante, if you had to describe to people, you know, who you are, how would you describe yourself? So, who is Shante Atkins. Well, first of all, I am a child of God. I love yes. Jesus. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I am fun. I'm family oriented. This is probably more words than you guys asked for, but no, go ahead. you know, I'm wordy, like the amplified uh, translation of the Bible. So <laughs> I am <laughs> family oriented, fun, adventurous. Uh, yeah, an adventure. Did I say adventurous? I mean adventurous. <laughs> Oh, U.S. Listen, I'm already, yes, you know we got saying? you. <laughs> All right, cool. But yeah, I love Jesus. I'm serious about God, but I, I really like to enjoy my life and have fun and just, you know, just be free. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And you know, one of the things that we like to dig into um, when we have our special guests and even Miguel and I in our conversations, we always like to speak about, you know, our culture, the culture we were brought up in, you know, being a kid, being a teenager, because we feel that especially for creatives, those years, those formative years in our life has an impact on what we do and how we put it out into the world. So, you know, how was your church life growing up? Yeah, for sure. We went to church all the time. So I grew up in um, the largest African-American denomination in America, and that is the Church of God in Christ. I was, (laughs) yeah, see, (laughs) yeah, we was like, Kojic, I used to throw up the C. I had to chill, though, you know, (laughs) I did. Like, you can't be banking denominations, Shante. So (laughs) I I was there until about 26, um, and I still fellowship, but um, I... Uh, joined a another denomination, which was a full gospel Baptist fellowship. Mm-hmm. And that's why I was first um, licensed as a minister. But I got all of my, like, like my foundation and my training um, from zero to, to about 26 at my home church. And so we did like, we had fun. I'll say yeah. that we had fun, but we were serious about God. Like I went to prayer meetings all the time. So like noonday prayer with my aunt in her den 
and we're like praying and we saw the glory cloud like the real one not like the smoke machines they have these days <laughs> but like you know like the real kind I was like whoa you know but um I had a good time growing up we really learned about God we you know we did a lot of fun activities outside of church but we always had that um you know just those boundaries that were set you know what I'm saying yes. um we learned about scriptures. We had like, I mean, I used to love the Bible drills because we always won gift cards to <laughs> food places. And so I, that's so sad. I was motivated because of the gift cards, but like, I love God, but I was just like, Ooh, I want to win, you know? So, yep, yes, <laughs> so. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I think it's so important, you know, to talk about like our church background and talk about mm-hmm. growing up because, you know, uh, I think today, oftentimes that balance with fun and the church and things like that is often like a blurred line in a gray area where people have this image of Christians sometimes as just being very uh, boring, right? And and not interesting and all of those things. So I think it's, it's awesome to hear, uh, you know, people with experiences of growing up in church, but having fun as well and fellowshipping and, you know, just having great memories. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry, think, what? No, no, no. What I was going to say was that I also think it's very important that when we look back at those years that we, f- that we see the joy of the Lord in that, you know, cause it's very easy to point out the negative stuff and the church hurt and the things sure. that went left and, you know, how strict, you know, it was that we had to do, you know, like you said, prayer at noon and do uh-huh. this and go here. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's very easy to go into the negative of mm-hmm. that. Uh, but it is also awesome to be able to look back at it and be like, it was fun. It did bring joy. And it was also important because inadvertently, you know, I'm also very competitive as well. So mm-hmm. when we did have those same things happening in our church and our Bible our text debates and all that other stuff or whatever, the competitive nature in me, you know, was what was the driving force. Like, obviously, through that, you know, you learn, you, you memorize your text and you do all of this stuff, you know, which is great. And it marks your heart. But it was really, you know, I was just super mega competitive. <laughs> Listen, I get it. I totally get it. I I love what you said about um, us having the church experience and having it come from a positive place and a good place rather than negative than a negative place. Because these days you see so much negative press, so many stories about corruption and scandals. And then you have people who really, I'll say, put a magnifying glass on the negative experiences that they've had. And I think that it's important to remember, and I'm, I'm going to go there real quick. Like the Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me. And so that scripture always stands out to me because I feel like that word magnify means to make larger, to focus, to, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, why do we magnify the negative experiences? I'm not saying that they're invalid. I'm not saying that we should completely ignore them. You know what I mean? But it's just like, man, we had some good times. And so for me, I just choose to put a magnifying glass and a focus on the great things that I learned. You know what I'm saying? The foundation that I gained, the friendships. Like, I mean, I have some really, really strong friendships just from church. And I think that sometimes the enemy like wants um, our negative experiences to overshadow all of the great and amazing things that came from just being raised in church and, and being raised in, the, in that culture and being raised with, you know, like-minded people who believed in Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. that's my take on it. That's awesome. And I think there's so many different ways, right, that we are able to, you know, inspire people, connect with people and share that message. And I think one of the ways that you do this is through music. Um, and, yeah. you know, you do have music out and you have, you know, a few singles, which we want to get into. But what yeah. made you take that step 
to, you know, become an artist or to put music out? I mean, it can't just, you know, just be one day you wake up and say, I'm going to put this out, right? Like, what was that process <laughs> like for you in stepping out and, you know, and being this artist? Yeah. So the, for me, I didn't want to sing, just being honest. Like I would get an attitude in church when they asked me to sing. I think like really <laughs> it was so bad. Like I would love the, you know, Bible and I would like to talk, but I didn't want to sing. And so when they would ask me to sing, like I, I sang a solo, I think for the first time when I was like 11 or 12. Um, but then they would like, you know, they forced me to get in the choir when I was 11. And I was just like, I, I just felt like that particular thing was like by force. Now, of course, if you could sing, it's just like, girl, get in the choir. You know, and my mom was a choir director. So it's just like, you have no choice. Right. <laughs> but so I, um, I, I was singing and so I really kind of didn't want to. And so I always had this just a different type of disposition about myself. And, and when my sisters became, you know, who they were, I felt like it was all this pressure on me to sing. And I was like, that's what they do. That's not what I do. So for me, it was, mo it was very difficult for me to actually move forward in that. You know, I think that a lot of times people are like, Oh my God, I always want to sing. I always want to release music. And that was just not my story. Like I didn't always want to sing. I didn't always want to release music. And so it was really, God really really pushing me and pulling me into that area and into the forefront I started off singing background um uh vocals and you know just doing stuff like that when I was 14 so I got my start like 20 years ago just doing background and so I would do a lot of um studio work and you know then you know performances and, and performed on all these different shows and that was fun right you know I just did it to kind of like make money and all of that but then like I felt like God calling me and pulling me like no you need to come to the forefront you need to you know do your own music then oh my god I got so when I tell you I got so many prophecies like about mm -hmm. singing like all right Lord I get it okay I get it okay I get it and so when I first released music I released my first single I released the first song on SoundCloud actually at the end of 2015 and in 2015 that's when I really stepped out and I, um, I was, uh, invited to be on my sister's, um, she had a concert in LA at Faithful Central. And that was basically like my quote unquote coming out as an artist. And I knew it was important for me to write my own song. So my process, I'll say, as far as writing began, I'll say really in 2013, 2012, because that's around the time my dad passed away. And I really got into it more when he passed away, like, dang, he probably wanted me to sing too, you know, so let me do it more. So I started writing. Um, I started, you know, I got a, like a team of people together. I, now I was doing most, most of the writing, but I got like with some musicians that I knew and, you know, we, it just came together and I finally released my first single, I Will Follow, um, in 2016. But when I tell you it was a process, it was a mm -hmm. process. And I, you know, I almost did it begrudgingly, but I asked God to change my heart because I'm like, okay, God, if this is what you're telling me to do and if this is what you want me to do, I want to want to do it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I don't want to yeah. just be up here like, you know, just kind of doing things begrudgingly. And I think about the scripture that says, you know, we're supposed to do things, um, uh, do everything as unto the Lord. You know what I mean? And, and God blesses the cheerful giver. So I'm giving, you know what I'm saying? Or releasing my talent. Like I want to do it cheerful, cheerfully and with the right heart posture. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, you know, you kind of touched on it before, before our listeners that don't have any context to this, right? Your mm -hmm. sister are Mary Mary, right? And they are icons in, you yeah. know, the gospel music world. And, you know, I'm sure, I mean, have you ever been invited to a podcast or interview or just like been around people that they immediately start asking you about your sisters and like they turn everything around? Has that happened to you? 
All the time, my whole life. <laughs> literally. No. <laughs> That's literally. So funny. Now, now, can you, like, you know, let's have a transparent moment here. Mm-hmm. I mean, growing up around, you know, um, being around them and, and what they did and, and the doors that they kind of opened, uh, you know, for artists, did you ever struggle with comparison or maybe developing your own identity on your own apart from them? You know, I always had my own identity apart from them. I think it was the, the hard part was people didn't want you to have your, didn't want me to have my own identity. And what I mean by that is because when I wasn't singing and I was doing my own thing, it's like, oh, we're not celebrating that. We're not supporting that. But when you do this thing that's similar to your sisters, then we're supporting that. We're celebrating that. So mm-hmm. I had my own identity and I felt like singing would make me lose my identity in a sense because I was like, well, I don't want to be considered what they, you know, I don't want to be considered like, you know, the artists or the singers, because that's what they do. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I do the missions. I, you know what I'm saying? I preach, I teach, like, that's what I do, you know? So I, I think I focus so much on just trying to separate myself because it was always this pressure and people, the comparison that people put on me was, was like that. Now, did I feel, um, you know, uh, like I had to, did I feel like I had to, I don't want to say compete. But did I struggle with like maybe insecurities? Yes, absolutely. But not because I felt like, oh, I have to measure up them, measure up to them singing wise. Now, as far as fame is concerned and notoriety, I would say there was definitely a comparison with that. And I think that's because a lot of times people feel like, oh, if they're doing this and you're doing this, you have to do it to the maximum level level. And they don't allow you to start from where you're at and grow from there. You know what I mean? Right. right. So I would say it came more so from that. And I love what you said, because I think oftentimes, right, when people on the outside see this type of dynamic, right, they look at Mm -hmm. you putting out music, right, and they look at your Mm -hmm. sisters and their success and put all the things that they have done and accomplished, I think immediately, you know, like you said, people begin to compare or they Mm -hmm. almost begin to expect feelings of jealousy or or envy among family members, especially when it's family like that, like sisters. But Mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to talk about the other perspective, you know, what did you learn? Or what did, what did they, um, you know, push you to do? Or how were you inspired by having your sisters, you know, in your life and, and you know, the ministry that they carry and the music that, that they have put out? How have they helped you grow? Yeah, they helped me grow just in so many different ways. And I have, um, I have seven sisters. So there's just two, two out of the seven. And all right. of my sisters have really... Um, had a strong impact on me. All of them have helped me in different ways. I would say with Erica, Erica um, really helped me to um, uh, be okay with, with how I feel about myself and help me work through insecurities, right? And then Tina, Tina was like extremely supportive when it came to education. And education is really important to me, right? But it's not singing. But she was like super supportive. Like when I would get good grades, like, you know, give me money for getting good grades and just, you know what I mean? Just be really mm-hmm. celebratory and, and things like that. And so it wasn't just the music side of, of them that really inspired me. It was just them being my sisters and being loving and caring caring about me and celebrating me and pushing me in whatever area, whether that's singing or teaching or mission trips or whatever. You know what I mean? I will say like yeah. when I, cause I, I was big on missions. Like I wanted to go on a mission trip every year until God was like, okay, Shantae, you have a domestic mission too. I started going on mission trips, um, 
in 2011. That was my first like mission trip out of the country um, when I was in Bible college. And so, you know, they pushed me with that. And so then I started going on trips every year. They would give, they would donate, they would share my stuff. So they inspired me in so many different ways. It isn't just limited to what they did in music, um, but they helped to push the ministry that God has given me. They may not have been the people, you know, that went to the other nations and was building homes and stuff like that, but they pushed me, they supported me. They, they told others to support me. And so, like I said, they inspired me in different ways, them being wives, them being mothers. I, I can draw inspiration from a lot of roles that they play and that they played in my life. You know, one of the things that you talk about, um, and you mentioned a lot too, is education, but also missions. And, you mm-hmm. know, you also have a passion for missions, especially Miguel yes. has been Argentina, Guatemala, Honduras, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, yes. been all over the place uh, or whatever. And you always walk away impacted. You know, mm-hmm. we go with the intention that we're going to help and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And we are the ones that always walk away, you know, with something. We take away something from it. So what is one of those things that you can share that you've taken away from your mission trips that you feel like God has really marked you with? Yeah, I would just say be humble and be humble and be grateful. You know, I think that when you're going to these other nations, whether they're developing nations or, you know, they they have different language to describe them. Sometimes it's developing. Sometimes they say third world, first world, all of that stuff. For me, it's be humble because the type of mission trips, there's different different things that you can do when on a mission trip. But for me, I went and I would always go uh, to help build orphan orphanages, um, like literally physically building orphanages, like laying down concrete and all that. Um, so it taught me hard, hard work and it taught me to, so humility, uh, gratefulness, and then servitude. I think that there, especially in um, Western Christianity, there is this almost like stigma that's put on like being a servant. It's almost like they look at being a servant as if you're automatically a a slave and they don't really know how to serve others without Mm -hmm. expecting like money in return. And, you know, because there's such a culture, I think of greed. um, And I, I won't go off into that, but there's such a culture of greed and just, you know, entitlement. And I think that for me going to that place, just understanding, like you have to humble yourself to serve others. You have to humble yourself to really do work of the Lord. You have to maintain your gratefulness because here's the thing. There's a lot of people who don't have clean water. There's a lot of people who don't have a a nice bed you know what i'm saying with pillows and a car to drive and all of that so be grateful for what you have be grateful for where you are right and then that thing of servitude we are here to serve jesus said the greatest among them will be the most will be the servant of them all we are here to serve whether we like it or not yes we are children of god and our identity is not a servant right because we're a child of god but we are here to serve. And I think that if we grasp that concept, whether we're doing foreign nations, you know, in developing nations, or we are on the mission field, on the domestic uh, uh, mission field, I think that if we take that attitude, we could accomplish so much more. So again, the three things, humility, gratefulness, um, and then servitude. Yes, I love that. I always said, I think, you know, everyone should go on at least one missions trip, right? And and have mm-hmm. that experience and, and really, you know, dive yes. into that. And I think for, for creatives, especially when they have that missions um, experience, it mm-hmm. further strengthens what you do back home. 
you know, yeah. and it gives you a different perspective. It gives you a fresh outlook. And, and mm-hmm. I, I really do think it strengthens all of that creativity and all those things that God, you know, has given you. It just strengthens it even more. And, you know, you um, have a single that, that you released in 2020. It's your most recent single. It's titled Made Up My Mind. Now, yes. 2020 was a rough year for so many people. Now, Ooh. you know, you chose um, in the midst of all that to release this song. You know, why did you feel, you know, it was the right time to release music in 2020? What pushed you to put that song out? You know, I, I so here's the thing. I had been planning on releasing an EP, right? And all of this other stuff happened and I couldn't release the EP. And I was like, I just, I got to release something. I said, I got to give something. And so for me, that song impacted me so much um, because I believe that if you do anything just in life, you literally have to make up your mind to do it. You have to make up yeah. your own mind. You have to work through all that you have to work through and you have to move forward. And so that song, the reason why I released that song is because I had been planning to do, you know, to have that as my single for the EP, but it was the only one that was ready. All this other stuff happened. I said, you know what? I'm putting something out. And so I did that at the very beginning of it. So it wasn't like in the thick of, you know, um, the, the shutdowns and lockdowns. It was right at the beginning. And so so I think that for me, what it did was it, 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 it really set the, it really set me in a place where I could literally have my mind made up no matter what comes, no matter what I go through, no matter what this year brings, I've made up my mind to do this particular thing. And I'm going to do that. And the thing is, you know, the Bible never tells us it's going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? Like God didn't yeah. say it was going to be, you know, peaches and cream. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know why the scripture leaves me right now, but uh, he that no, not he that fainteth in the day of adversity. So there's a scripture that says he that fainteth in the day of adversity, his strength is small. But there's yeah. another one. Think it not strange concerning fiery trials, which are to try you, right? Um, mm-hmm. but we, and then it goes on to say, but endure hardest is a good soldier. So like 2020 was a hard year. You know what I'm saying? But I had to make up my mind every day. Get up. Uh, be there for these kids because I'm a, I'm an educator. I teach seventh grade social studies. Be present for these children. Give them, you know what I'm saying, the best lessons that you can give them virtually. Um, I started grad school. Be present. Be, you know what I'm saying, make up your mind to do this. You're going to do this. Set this goal and do this. And so for me, it really, I think, set the tone just for my year and through all that we were going through, I made it my mind and I just, I got it done and I kept getting it done and I kept you know what I'm saying? Moving forward and working through everything that we went through. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that was that. I didn't know all this stuff was going to happen, but I knew like I need to release this song. And even though, you know, it didn't do as well as I, I thought it would do or people gravitate to it because it was just so much happening. I'm just still glad that in the midst of that, I was able to release it, you know? Yeah. And I think, you know, we talk so many times on this podcast that sometimes we do things, we put things out and we may not immediately see the fruits of that labor, Mm -hmm. right? We may not immediately see all the comments and all the testimonies, right? But, you Mm -hmm. know, we trust that it lands in fertile ground and in fertile soil. We trust that, you know, that's a song that whether you're in the middle of a pandemic or things may be going great in your life, it's a song that, you know, still rings true that you have to make up your mind. You know, and one thing that you mentioned, you know, you're a seventh grade uh, history uh, teacher, right? So, Social studies. Social studies, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually a high school English teacher. So being in the field of education, I think, you know, we're exposed to so many different things, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. Seventh grade, I teach ninth and 11th grade and also 12th grade. So, you know, we deal deal with a, a lot of different issues. And I think mental health is something that uh, you know, is on the rise, conversations about mental health. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I think now more than ever, 
you know, since the year we've had, um, you know, in 2020, where people are having this conversation more. And I think even now the church is is starting to have this conversation, right? That I think is is very much needed about the importance of mental health. And um, you know, your one of your uh, singles from a few years back, I know that uh, yeah. did very well. Is called "God Sees You," and yes. in that song, um, you know, there's a music video out. So listeners out there, definitely go check that video out. Um, but it's a, a powerful YouTube. video, yeah, on YouTube. It's a powerful yeah. video, powerful song that deals with depression and suicide. And I feel yeah. like again, this is a topic that so many people write about. They sing about, you know, they put some type of, you know, artistic or creative, uh, you know, assignment out when it comes to this topic. Why did you feel um, the importance to share on this message? Why write a song about this? Why put out this message of God sees you? Yeah. So this song came about, first of all, I didn't know it was going to be a song. Um, I released it in March of 2018 and there's a whole like story behind it, but I'll try to give the the short of the long. So. <laughs> It started out as me just kind of writing. I was going around singing, right? So I had that piece like, okay, that was supposed to go to another song. Then I uh, started writing just kind of my thoughts. And I started singing this one line. You're like an internal bleeder. Can't see your pain, but it can silently kill you. Right? So I kept singing that. And I was like, I wonder what this is going to be. So then I'm writing. I have these other two pieces. Now, I don't know this is all going to come together, Right. Um, and so I was going through different things in my life. I had worked in the mental health field, working with children who were severely emotionally disturbed um, and had different diagnosis and all of that. So I was around um, and I was in an environment where we had to talk about mental and emotional health as well. You had to deal with it. You had to confront it. You had to deal with underlying things. And so I was kind of in a space where um, where I just was kind of releasing all of that, all that I had encountered and experienced with other people and then things that I was going through myself, dealing with depression, having suicidal thoughts, having suicide attempts, all of that. And so at that point, um, when I was writing it, uh, I thought that I was, I didn't know if it was going to be spoken word. Then all of a sudden I'm just like, boom, let me just try to sing this. So I go, I sing it acapella and that's all I have. I start sending that to people um, that I knew was struggling and suffering. And they were like, oh my God, when I heard this, you know, it just pulled me out of that dark place. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, I guess this is going to be a song. How am I going to put it together? I took that. Ooh, 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 ooh. I added it to that. And then I just went in and I just sang what I felt. And there you have God sees you. Now the words, I think that a lot of times um, people don't feel like God sees them when they're in their lowest state or when they're dealing with certain things, especially if you're in church and you're told, you know, um, it's just the devil or just pray it away. People don't understand the need for counsel. People don't need, understand the need for actually going through, you know, therapy just to work through some of those emotional traumas and all of that stuff. And so um, for me, that, that, that God sees you, sees you is super important. Also, God hears you even when you're silent. God hears you even when you're silent, even when you don't have the words. And then, of course, God loves you. There's a there's I feel like growing up a lot of times in um, in church, 
there's not enough emphasis placed on the love of God and the love that he has for us. You know what I mean? Even when we, we mess up really, really bad, even when we're going through horrible things, even when we are quote unquote called crazy by people because of the battle of the battles uh, that we deal with in our mind. And so those three things, I wanted those to stand out. And so it really just came together. Why did I release it in March of 2018? Well, I looked at the, uh, the, the Hebrew calendar and the Hebrew cal calendar is not linear, it's circular. And so I knew it was a song of deliverance. I prayed in the spirit all underneath the track. I do that under all of my music because I'm also an intercessor and I think it's important to intercede for, for everyone. Um, that God assigned you to. So I knew that I was going to be able to reach that group of people. So I prayed in the spirit up under the song, right? But then um, I knew that there was a certain time that the song should be released. I was like, okay, uh, this song is a song that's going to be a song of deliverance for people. So then I look on the Hebrew calendar and I look, I see, oh, you know what? Um, the time that's supposed to be commemorated as Passover or uh, a time of deliverance for God's people where the blood was put over the post and the spirit of death passed over them. I said, oh, that's what this is supposed to be. Even though suicide and depression hits a lot of people when they listen to this, that particular spirit of death that wants them to take their lives will pass over them. So I said, okay, I got to release it in March. God gave me a date and I released it. Wow. And I think, you know, that, and that's the short version. I would love to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Listen, uh, that's the short of the long. Right. Uh, but I do think it's, it is impactful, you know, the song and the video and the message behind it as well. You know, and like Miguel said in the beginning, there's been definitely a rise in the conversation just culturally in the world, at least in the United States, you know, it isn't something that is as taboo as it maybe used to be for someone to express that they're feeling depressed or they're feeling anxious, even going as far as sharing, you know, whether or not they feel suicidal. And I think that creatives, singers and other people out there are vocal about it and are putting yeah. things out there. Um, to speak about God's love and that, you know, it's not something that you should be ashamed of. It's not something that you're going through alone. You know, there are mm -hmm. other people that are going through it as well, but God's love is here to help you through that. But then, you know, as a church, you know, you're all the way out on the West Coast where we had the East Coast as well. Mm -hmm. So do you think that as a church, talking about local church at home, you know, this is a conversation that is happening and also is being effective, you know, because it's very easy. You know, I, I have heard it many times. We also had a licensed therapist on an episode a couple of weeks ago about mm -hmm. how, you know, the dangers of just speaking about it on a spiritual level. Like, oh, those are the, mm -hmm. those are spirits just rebuke it and not also looking at the practical. So as a church, do you think that we're starting to get a grasp and a better handle on these topics of conversation? I absolutely do. I see conversations happening a whole lot more, a whole lot more. I see conferences that are dedicated to it. I see partnerships being formed with different local churches and mental health organizations. So I see it happening. It may not be happening at the rate people expect or they don't think it's happening quick, quickly enough, yes. but it is happening. It is happening. So I can definitely say that I've been a part of some panels. I've connected with, um, you know, uh, one of the largest mental health organizations in America, which is Mental Health for America, um, you know, and releasing that song amongst, you know, psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, social workers, you know, all, social workers, all of that. And just other, you know, peer specialists and, and other people who work in this field where they are encountering people who battle, you know what I'm saying, in the mind. And to speak to the part that you said about the, you said uh, you had a therapist on and and they can't and they spoke about how you can't just deal with the spiritual side of it absolutely yeah. there is a natural man and there is a spiritual man and so um 
it, you have to deal with the spiritual man. You have to deal with the spirits that come to try to bring the spirit of heaviness. You have to deal with the spirits that come like the spirit of death, like I mentioned. However, you have to deal with the natural soul of a person and the mind, right? So you have to deal with those issues of the heart. You have to talk about it. You have to take time. You have to work through it. And I think that those are the things that sometimes people don't realize. You can't just pray away. Yes. Are we, are we supposed to pray? Absolutely. Yes, are we supposed yes. to cast out devils that bring on these things? Absolutely. However, there is also a natural man. So you have to deal with a natural man as well as the spiritual man. And then you have to deal with the heart, right? Mm -hmm. Out of the heart flows the issues of life, right? And so I think that we have to remember that God has set people up to help us, you know, to grow and to, and to become better and to heal naturally. And then there's a spiritual side of it as well. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, to the people listening, if this is something, you know, we've definitely shared resources before, but, you know, you have the ability at your fingertips to just look out, look for these resources, reach out to your local, you know, leaders and pastors and all of that as well, you know, to seek help. So if you are feeling like this, you know, do not stay with it to yourself. Definitely reach out um, and ask for the help because it's out there. It definitely is out there and it's non-judgmental help. That is there waiting for you. You know, and switching, Absolutely. switching, switching, that's a Spanish <laughs> trying to come out. Uh, switching, Spanglish, gear, huh? <laughs> switching gears a little bit. You know, we live in the age of social media, you know, Instagram, Snapchats, Twitters, TikToks, Facebook, MySpace. I don't know if people sell on MySpace, um, where <laughs> many people have a hard time, you know, balancing staying relevant online with out oversharing. So that's something that a lot of people have, you know, they, they know that especially as creators, we want to be out there, we want people to see us, you know, we want to get, you know, reach the masses. But a lot of people have that issue with balancing, you know, being relevant without oversharing. So, you know, as a creative who has a social media account, what is your relationship with it? What's your relationship with social media? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know all these rules that they have. I just, I just share when I feel like sharing or when I feel like the spirit of me to share. And then if I'm not in a sharing moment, I just don't. I think that sometimes you can overthink it. You know what I'm saying? And there's like people feel like there's all these unspoken rules to social media. And the thing is, it's just a platform where we go and, and we're social. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. just you just have to know what you're comfortable with. I think it's, it's all about your level of comfortability um, because some people may think that I overshare and that's fine um, because I may think some people overshare things that I don't like. And so I think we're all going to have different perspectives, you know, and opinions about it. I think that do what, do what is comfortable for you and don't overthink like, should I share this? Should I share this? Is that too much? Because when you, when you stuck in your head, it, it, it's not authentic, you know what I'm saying? And it's not natural. Mm -hmm. And so, mm -hmm. I think what's super important is just doing what's comfortable, comfortable to you. And then also, of course, of course, being led by the spirit and all of that, you know, I'm not saying overshare and then now uh, you twerking online, you know what I'm saying? This is my story. <laughs> like, oh, <man. laughs> a little too much. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But I think that, you know, things within reason, use wisdom, of course, use wisdom, use wisdom, use wisdom. But as far as like my personal story, like I share that and I'm just like, Hey, you know, if you feel like I'm oversharing, you can always unfollow or keep scrolling. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. social media, but I think people have all these rules and regulations and stuff. And it's just like, share what you feel. It's your page. You know, this is your digital space. Okay. Yeah. Share yeah. what you believe will help others. Yeah. And it's true. Like you said, you know, if somebody doesn't like what you're posting, then mm -hmm. they have the ability to just be like, all right, 
ignore exactly. or block or scroll or whatever. I mean, for some reason, people forget that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they waste more they energy do. trying to tell you what you should and shouldn't be doing instead See? of just keeping it moving. Um, you know, one thing that I do, you know, when we're, we're speaking about social media pages and all that or whatever, you know, is that you're not someone who shies away from your opinion. You know, where you feel about a certain thing, about a topic or whatever, you know, you put it out there, which is fine, especially, you know, with the times we're living in. Also, it's like with the, you know, with the infusion of social media, it has given us an opportunity to have a gateway into seeing things on a social political level that we maybe didn't have the ability to see before. But Mm -hmm. now as Christians, we also have this weird place of navigating um of sharing our social political you know opinions and ideas while also like we said earlier which is sharing the love of god you know Mm -hmm. so how do you think you know we should be navigating that issue of speaking out against social injustices speaking about what's happening politically in our communities and in our country but then also being mindful that oh yes you know god is love yeah so (laughs) (laughs) because listen the people don't like what i'm posting okay sometimes Mm -hmm. they love it sometimes they like we don't like you shantae and it's okay you know here's my thing i believe in speaking out against injustice i do um on all levels i speak about human sex trafficking i speak about i speak out against abortion i speak out against pedophilia i speak out about i speak out against you know what i mean the corruption within big pharma i'm gonna speak out about it and i think for me i i do share my opinion but i think that a lot of times i'm literally sharing like factual information that people just disagree with Mm -hmm. and now that you have all these like independent fact checkers and everybody's obsessed with calling everyone as conspiracy theorists it's just like you know people they don't i think i feel like there's so much information people don't know what to believe you know what i'm saying but for me as far as speaking up and sharing i believe we are supposed to speak out against injustice and honestly I feel like enough, it's not enough people speaking out because they're scared. They're scared they're going to lose their platform. They're scared somebody's going to shut them down. They're scared I'm going to lose my contract. They're scared, you know, I think that a lot of people don't speak out because of, because of fear. Some don't speak out because they feel like, okay, it's not being wise, but a lot of people are not speaking out against things simply because of fear. Now, with that said, there are some things that the Lord was just like, now, Shantae, you did not need to post that. You know what I'm saying? And I'd be like, Lord, but, but why? They could post it. You know what I'm saying? Going all in. Like, you know, so I have to, I've had to pull back, you know, like, and the crazy part about it is I don't even go as hard as I used to. That's why I'm just like, whoo, y'all wouldn't have liked Shantae like three years ago, Shantae, because listen, I was, I was coming for next. I did not care, you know, <laughs> um, but God had to really melt me. He had to really soften me. He had to really help me to see like, first of all, Shantae, you have a very, I have a very big personality, right? And then people already see me as this thing or whatever, celebrity, whatever you want to call it. And so I have to be, I have to work, I had to work on really showing a lot more gentleness because he said, Shantae, aggression is not a fruit of the spirit. I said, you know what, God, you are right. It isn't. And mm-hmm. so my personality just in, by nature is abrasive. And I've always been like that. So I've had to learn how to be more gentle in how I share and how much I share and how I respond. You know what I mean? To people. I believe that you can share information that people disagree with, but again, in caption or in comments. Like I've had conversations with people where they got all mad and unruly. You know what I'm saying? But then it came, we had a good resolve. Or I was going off because I misinterpreted something, but then we went, you know what I'm saying, the DMs. And my thing is, I just feel like, 
when you're connecting with people on any level, whether it's face-to-face, whether it's online, if in your heart you are not, your intent is not wrong, and then you're asking God to really show you how to have a conversation or how to, you know what I mean, um, um, come to an agreement or agree to disagree, I think that he will help you in that. But yes, I do believe wholeheartedly that we should speak out against injustice. I just put a, a post up today calling out Newsweek because I'm like, you guys are trying to normalize adrenochrome, but we're not going to go into that. I think that's awesome. I mean, everything that you're saying, just, you know, developing that balance and developing that, Mm -hmm. you know, ability to also have that connection with the Lord, right? That Mm -hmm. Lord, you know, is this something that I should post, right? Is the Mm -hmm. that conviction, like, you know, you did that with the wrong intention, you know, your motivation Mm -hmm. when you did that, you know, you did that because you wanted this, right? It's important uh, to have that relationship and connection with God. So in those moments, you are sensitive to his voice, right? And you're sensitive yeah. to, to what he wants you to do. I mean, Shantae, this conversation has been uh, incredible. We are super blessed that you took of your time to share with us, but we do want to give you this opportunity to, you know, share something that's on your heart, share something that you're working on, um, something that we can expect from you in the future. We're going to give you the floor at this moment. Yeah, for sure. If you guys would like to follow me, just <clears throat> follow your own risk. Um, you can can follow me on instagram or twitter um or facebook at it's shantae atkins it's i-t-s-s-h-a-n-t-a-a-t-k-i-n-s i have four singles out i will follow uh god sees you bow down and then last year i released my last single which was made up my mind you can get all of those on all digital um um music platforms um as well as i have a few videos on my youtube channel which is shantae atkins i also have a podcast as well um the shantae atkins (laughs) yeah the shantae atkins podcast um and i am working on new music so i should be releasing new music by the summer um as well as a devotional so i'm pretty excited about that awesome shantae i mean we've never really done this before but i feel led to ask you to do this um i would like for you to pray for our listeners and for all those that are you know tuning in um you know listening to this episode and uh you know i just want you to pray for one we know that just coming out of the crazy year that we've came out of and now this year could be a year of recovery for some people could be just a year of just trying to get back on their feet and trying to build again um you know with everything that we see in this climate that we're living in both politically socially you know within our churches there's just so much happening so i would just would like for you to you know uh just pray for our listeners and you know the situations and things that that we may all be facing at this time. Absolutely. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank and we praise you for uh, life. We thank you, Father God, for health. We thank you for strength. Lord, I pray for every single person um, that will listen to this particular episode of this podcast. I pray, Lord, that you would keep them, lead them, guide them, instruct them, instruct them and strengthen them. Lord, I thank you that you know all of their needs. I thank you, Lord, that you knew their needs, Lord, even before the, the need developed. And so I thank you, Lord, that you are a God who supplies all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you wish above all that we will prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prospers. So I thank you, Father God, that the people who are listening to this, they are prospering in their soul, in their mind, in their will, in their emotions. I thank you, Father God, that you are causing protection to come in the name of Jesus over every household, Lord, that is represented, Lord. Here, Lord, today for those who will listen to this, Lord, I pray that you would cover them and keep them. I rebuke the hand of the enemy off of them. I thank you that no hurt, harm, or danger will come nigh their dwelling. I thank you, Father God, that you are a keeper, that you are 
your protector, Lord God. I thank you that you again, Lord, will supply every need, meet every need. I pray that they would have a desire to serve you and to seek you and to worship you uh, and to honor you, Lord, and to follow you, Lord, and to be a disciple of yours, Father. You said they that continued in your word became your disciples. So I pray that you would give them a hunger and a desire and a thirst, Lord, for your word like they've never seen. I thank you, Father God, that you will be the only thing that will be able to quench, Lord, the hunger and thirst, Lord, that is within them, Lord. And I thank you, Father God, that it will cause them to seek righteousness, uh, which is Jesus Christ. And Lord, uh, we'll be so careful to give your name all of the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise. Blessed even, Lord, just the co-host, Lord, and the host, Lord, who invited me here today. I pray that blessings and favor and peace would be upon them in their households. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Shante. And, you know, to all of our listeners out there, we just want to remind you to go follow her, stream her music, show your support, uh, you know, uh, subscribe and do all of those things just so you can be, you know, notified whenever she has new things coming out and new projects. Go check out the videos, uh, you know, that, that she has put out there. You know, we love to show our support to, you know, other artists and ministries and creatives out there. So listeners, you know, go Go show that support. Shantae, thank you so much for being thank on you. our podcast. And we want to so remind welcome. you, we want to remind you listeners to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at God Life Culture Podcast. And we are so excited that you took of your time today to check out this episode. <laughs> you know, so once again, Shantae, we want to thank you so much uh, for being on this episode with us. And it's a conversation that we look forward to continuing with you also in future episodes. To our listeners, we always say it and we repeat it 400 times because we think it's important that we support our fellow brothers and sisters in their creativity, in their artistry, in their music, in whatever platforms they have. So make sure that you follow Shantae, S-H-A-N-T-A Atkins on all her social media platforms, that you look for her music on all the streaming services. You can find Made Up My Mind, Bow Down, God Sees You, I Will Follow You. Look for her on YouTube as well and follow and support. So once again, we want to thank you guys for listening to the latest episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. That's God Life Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.